Hey, buddy, do you want to say a few words about this show before uh, people give it a listen? Yeah, I want to encourage everybody, if they want to uh, to learn more about the uh, Albums Are Dead podcast, to go to albumsaredead.com or visit us on twitter.com slash albumsaredead, on Facebook, again, slash albumsaredead, and uh, where else? We're on Instagram, uh, and if you look for Albums Are Dead on Instagram, how about that? We'll also be there. We're also on iTunes, and... Uh, I think right now that's the only place we are. We're going to try to eventually get to like Google Play, Spotify, all that. But on most podcatchers, if you type in Albums Are Dead, uh, you're going to find us. Tell me, uh, do we make money doing this show? We do not make any money doing this show. And uh, all the songs that we play on the show are for preview purposes only. So make sure to go and support the artists. Even if they don't need support, it's still the right thing to do. Go uh, stream their music legally or buy the tracks because uh, we want to keep above board, folks. All right, folks, uh, with all that being said, I think we should get to our episode. What do you think? Let's do it. We're going to party, caramba, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. Now I have this song. Well, my friends, the time has come to raise the roof and have some of this great uh, caramba, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. Ah, da, da, da. Come on and sing along. Da, 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 da. Come on and sing. I don't have a hook. And so I, it took me probably another month of just walking around my house and everywhere trying to find out what is the hook to come on and sing along. I've got to give you the sing along. So I went to one of my dear friend's houses, uh, Dr. Lloyd Gregg. And I went by for dinner. He's from Jamaica. And I'm leaving it now. It's, I took a break from the studio. It's, I'm leaving his house now about 2 o'clock in the morning. And as I'm leaving the house, I'm saying to him, Hey, man, I got to go back and work all night long, man. All night long. All night long. All night long. Albums are dead. Oh, my. They're alive tonight. <laughs> you know what? Let me comment on this story. Because <laughs> I, I already have thoughts. Yes. <laughs> on episode 29, by the way. I'm Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Along with Megamix.com. What are your thoughts? Uh, we're talking about Lionel Richie today. So <laughs> this, this story, number one, it took you a month. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the dude, yep. dude wrote easy like Sunday morning, okay? Yep. And then he's like, you know, I got this far. And then for a month, <laughs> yep. all I could do, I, I couldn't figure it out. Okay, number two. So then he's, I love how the dude who was born in Alabama mm -hmm. is having a dinner with a Jamaican friend and all just takes his accent. <laughs> Amazing. When he's hanging out with his Jamaican friend, he's like, yeah, man. Oh, mocking his friend. Well, I don't think he, like, it's, we, you know, sometimes when you hang out with people for a while, you end up kind of like talking like them, but over one dinner. <laughs> no, I've, 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 you and I never talk alike. <laughs> never. <laughs> Not <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, anyway, uh, yeah. Lionel Richie, uh, in, in, you know, kind of researching this uh, 
this album that we're going to talk about today. Kind of a dork. <laughs> yep. But uh, anyways, we're going to talk, though, uh, about an album that ultimately I enjoyed, uh, which is Can't Slow Down, Lionel Richie. That's what we're talking about yeah. today. Yes, indeed. Um, I guess uh, before you get into the old tale of the tape, uh, what, what made you choose uh, Can't Slow Down? Uh, I, what did I do last time? I did, did I do the darkness last time? I think I covered the darkness. Uh, let me look at our archives. Uh, go back. Oh, no, no. What was our last show? <laughs> uh, Peter Gabriel three. Uh, third album. Yeah. I done, I did Peter Gabriel three. And before that it was permission to land. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to the heavy hitters, you know, like just a big seller, an eighties album. And when I looked at this one, I was like, big sexy hooks. <laughs> yeah. And when I looked at this one, I was like, eight tracks? Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I, I like I like some of the songs on this album. I'm familiar with the singles, obviously. I'm yeah. not at all a big Lionel Richie fan, but I thought, you know, this is ground that we're not going to cover all that often. So no. uh, why not learn a little bit about something new? And I'll tell you, I've got some stories. So that's, that's why I chose this one. Uh, what's... What's your background with Lionel Richie? <laughs> well, my dad had this tape. Nice. Oh, um, and yeah, I know the singles. That's about it. Really, there's there's not much else. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, the iconic Hello video. Yes. It, uh, <laughs> we will get to we'll that. Get yes, we will. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I I, uh, I I never listened to this all the way through. I just had the uh, the 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 two big singles that I, that I knew of. So, um, it was, uh, listen, it was, uh, it was, it was a nice pop. Listen for, for the 30 minutes or so. <laughs> I love how you, you have a hard time coming up with something. Let me look at the run length of this. You're basically like, 40 minutes. this was 40 minutes and 56 seconds of my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was, uh, it wasn't spectacular, but, uh, it was uh, it was solid for for uh, uh, an '80s uh, pop album. Um, do you have any other questions for me about Lionel Richie? Here's here's what I want to know though. Uh huh. Have you ever seen Lionel Richie live in concert? I have not. Uh, <laughs> I have I have been tempted. Yeah. Uh, he came through town here. I think it was Lionel Richie and Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh my god! Like you know, obviously. Amazing. Obviously not sharing a stage, but no, no, no. <laughs> but um, I think the the reason I didn't end up going is because you had to pay that Mariah Carey ticket price. Of course, right? That that not just not that wouldn't be worth it. Like I think you could get a Lionel Richie show, you know, maybe for I don't know, like a shitty seat for maybe under sixty bucks. But Mariah Carey, it's just not happening. No. So, so that's why it didn't happen. I mean, I would see Lionel Richie once if I if it was <laughs> if it was cheap and I wasn't up to anything. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I haven't. Uh, have you seen him? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Shocking. All right. Uh, I, there's never been even an opportunity to see Lionel Richie. So, <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't think it'll happen in my lifetime. <laughs> All right. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. And that'll just always be on your bucket list, unfortunately. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we can talk about this album, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, I should mention, just as a housekeeping item before we do this, uh, in our intro, which we're going to have to change, we say we're not on Spotify. We are on Spotify, everybody. 
Ah, uh, if right. you go to Spotify and do a search for albums are dead, you'll get two things. Number one is my outdated albums are dead playlist where yeah, every album around Daft Punk. Yeah. Every album that we cover, I dump into that playlist. So I'll, I'll catch up on that, but okay, also good. you can hear the podcast on Spotify now. So if you don't want to download it, um, or if you're around one of your, uh, like Google or Siri devices, you can just tell it to play albums are dead and it will go. He'll pipe it through your through your home. I know, right? So the dulcet tones of our voices. <laughs> yes, uh, we are still not on Google Play, but we are everywhere else. So just a little housekeeping for you. Fuck Google, anyway. Uh, nice. All right, so Lionel Richie, here we go. Yes. All right, let's let's break it down. Lionel Brockman Richie Jr. All right, great middle name. Uh, obviously, American singer, songwriter, actor, and record producer. Uh, he started off with a band called the Commodores. Yes, yes. And then broke off and uh, went solo in the early 1980s. Uh, so again, all from the Wickeye. Beginning in 1968, Richie was a member of the funk and soul band the Commodores. The Commodores became established as a popular soul group. Their first several albums had a danceable, funky sound. Uh, as in such tracks as Machine Gun and Brick House, which... Oh, a kid uh, Tetris favorite. Uh, Lionel Richie was uh, in watching one of the YouTube videos, and I don't have uh, this audio, but no. he was all so... <laughs> like, he, I guess he was going to church with, I think it was his grandma. Okay. And after Brick House came out, <laughs> she wouldn't talk to him for a while. And then, <laughs> but then the money started rolling in. Of course. <laughs> and it was okay, but Brick House, so offensive. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Uh, over time, Richie wrote and sang more romantic, easy listening ballads, such as Easy, Three Times a Lady, and Still. Uh, Richie then launched a solo career in 1982, and his debut solo album, which was self-titled, contained three hits. Yep. Uh, the Grammy-winning U.S. number one song, Truly, and the top five hits, You Are and My Love. <laughs> so... You know, you could combine all that and have one song called You Are Truly, Truly you My, are Love. My Love. Oh, yeah, there, you, there go. you go. Uh, the album hit number three on the music charts and sold over four million copies. So uh, he is off to the races with a successful solo career. And then mm -hmm. that leads us to 1980. And a monster stash. A, a, a killer stash, which he holds to this day. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then his 1983 follow-up album, Can't Slow Down, which we're going to cover, cover today. Um, sold much better than that, and uh, we're going to talk about that in detail. Oh, so excited! So I'm going to I'm going to read an article from the Chicago Tribune. It was published in 1985. Uh, called, right. called Lionel Richie's departure can't R.I.P. rip the soul out of the Commodores. While we're while I'm reading a little bit of this, let me just let's 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 play some mood music here. Okay, sounds good. Just some Commodores in the background. Yay! I love it. Uh, all right, here's what we say. Uh, Night Shift, a heartfelt, melodic tribute to soul greats Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson, brought the Commodores their first top 10 hit single since Lionel Richie left for a solo career two years ago. The song also brought the band a lot of compliments from music industry folks who insisted they knew all along that the band could make it without Richie. Commodore <laughs> bass player Ronald Lapreed takes those comments with a grain of salt and a resigned smile, and he says... It breaks my heart when people tell me now that they knew we could do it all along. If they believe in us now, why didn't they believe in us then? After <laughs> Richie left the group, none of the people around us believed that we had the talent and the ability and the know-how to put a song together like Night Shift. 
to see all those people who said that they were friends, to see how loosely people use that word and how easily their feelings change <laughs> because of success or money. <laughs> money. It kind of wiped us out and we were pretty let down to begin with. So, uh, you know, uh, poor dudes. I'm going to keep going with this, but here is the song that they're talking about, Night Shift, which is Shift. a non-Lionel Richie song, strictly a Commodore's without Richie song from the early <laughs> 80s. Actually, from the mid-80s. Uh, so in terms of why Richie left, he just says, I'll be honest with you, it was probably the biggest letdown in the whole world for us when Richie left, admits Lapreed, who joined the group, which was which had sold approximately 40 million records worldwide. Uh, they formed the Commodores when they were students at Alabama's uh, Tuskegee, in, Tuskegee Institute in 1968. <laughs> Commodores were like a family, so it was like a brother was gone. It was the same way when Thomas McClary left for a solo career. It's not that they can't take care of themselves, but they're not around, and we worry about them and miss them. So in a way, it was very traumatic when Richie left. Um, when I look into, uh, if you do a Google search for why did Lionel Richie leave the Commodores, <laughs> it basically comes back with to pursue a solo career. Yeah, there you go. So there was, it doesn't seem like there was no animosity. It was just dude thought it was time. Yeah, spread those wings. And you know what? Good on the Commodores because they wrote this beauty without him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there you go. On the night shift. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk some can't slow down. Okay. Can't Slow Down is the second solo studio album by Lionel Richie, released on October 11th, 1983 by Motown Records. Nice. Uh, it has sold over 20 million copies. Sweet Jesus. Uh, it is Richie's best-selling album of all time. Better than Dancing on the Ceiling, which kind of surprises me. Yeah, I guess so, hey? Because he had those three albums, right? The self-titled Can't Slow Down, Dancing on the Ceiling. At that point, he just, like, he's released a ton of music since then. But let's be honest, he's been writing this music for, oh yeah, for, you know, almost 30 years now. Over 30 years. Well, why wouldn't you? 20 million copies. Exactly. People can't be wrong. Uh, Five singles were released from Can't Slow Down, all of which hit the top 10, including two that reached number one, and the album also won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year in 1985. Uh, in terms of commercial performance, as uh, I mentioned... Hang on, can I cut in on you? Yep. Just, just quickly. Yep. Um, can you tell us, in 1985, uh, who did he, what, what albums did it beat out? Uh, <laughs> I'm about to get there. Okay, good. Uh, you were looking at the Wiki as well. <laughs> of course I am. Uh, so as I mentioned, the album reached number one. It spent 59 consecutive weeks inside the top 10, including Jesus. the entire year of 1984. My God. A total of 160 weeks on the Billboard 200. After being the third best-selling album of 1984, it won the uh, Grammy for Album of the Year, beating out such heavyweight contenders as Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen mm -hmm. and Purple Rain by Prince. There we go. <laughs> Got, got it in. Got a reference in. Uh, so again, in the end, it sold over 20 million albums. Another feat that this album achieved was that there were five singles, and every single one of them ended up on the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Yikes. Wow. Uh, also, the single for Stuck on You, which we will talk about, reached number 24 on the Billboard Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart. <laughs> really? You sure did. 
Wow. Um, so we're going to get into uh, some reviews, but I'm going to um, I'm going to read kind of a review early on here, just okay. so that I'm not only talking about Wikipedia before we go to the track by track. Of course. Uh, Popmatters.com. Uh, this article was written in July of 2003 by Charlotte Robinson. Uh, the title is Lionel Richie Can't Slow Down Deluxe Edition. So it's a review. Yeah. I, I'm ashamed at just how much I'm enjoying the deluxe edition of Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down. <laughs> While the music on it is slick, commercial, and overly sentimental, it's still catchy as hell and executed with an incredible amount of artistry. Originally released in 1983, the album was the biggest success of the ex-Commodore solo career, and each of its five singles reached the top ten, although Richie's career has since stalled. <laughs> at the time, he was probably the number two black male artist in America, right behind Michael Jackson, whose yep. thriller had been released a year earlier and seems to have provided a blueprint of sorts for Richie's success. We will talk about this shortly. Okay, I can't wait. Like, oh, I, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. Okay. Completely off topic of Lionel Richie. So at my workplace, we have a television that uh, it, it kind of plays this video on loop in the kitchen. And it's just kind of, uh, you know, something in the background for when people are in there. But it's like, here's what people are reading. Here's stuff to do around Toronto. Here's albums, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, okay. I, decide, so I decide to put a couple of ads for the podcast up there. So, nice. so there are four, you know, at random points, a, a slide will come up. And it will feature a different album, and it'll be like, did you know that? And, you know, it'll give a fact about the album. Yes. And then uh, it'll say, you know, albums are dead as a podcast, and blah, blah, blah. Find us on Spotify. So it's just a little ad, right? I love Which it. Which I wanted to kind of do anonymously, but then <laughs> some one of my coworkers, before putting it up, made a little edit. So it's all this big bubble on the screen. Alan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Anyways. Earlier this week, I was like, um, could you take down the Michael Jackson slide? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I hate to. Oh, my God. So, you know, we'll keep that podcast up, but you know. <laughs> my God. I mean, the, and, and uh, I, I'm not even going to wade into it, honestly. All right, back to the article. It's no stretch yeah. to say that Can't Slow Down was a landmark album of the 80s, even if Michael Jackson's success foreshadowed and overshadowed it. In light of the album's 20th anniversary, uh, it's an appropriate time for a reissue. And what a reissue this is. Uh, set off by extravagant <laughs> packaging and generous extras. Ah! So apparently <laughs> this deluxe edition had two discs, the first of which contains the original eight-song album, the yes. twelve inch of All Night Long and the seven inch mix of Penny Lover and instrumental versions of All Night Long and Penny Lover. Why you would need those, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. The second disc is uh mostly demos. Um as far as the sound quality, this is a reissue that was done right. The album was digitally remastered from the original analog tapes by Kevin Reeves and sounds very warm and rich. The enclosed booklet is also top notch. So, anyways, everybody, get the deluxe edition. It sounds like they put some work into it. <laughs> exactly and i'm gonna just close that article <laughs> all right uh let's go right to the track by track because i've actually got quite a bit even though we only have eight tracks i've got lots to talk about oh, so excited uh let's get the album started here we go
All right, so this is Can't Slow Down. Title track. Yeah, uh, opening track co-written by Lionel Richie and David Cochran. Uh, there is no Wiki information, no song facts, no song meanings. I only have one of my own personal comments. Okay. Can you guess what it is? Should I what just it tell sounds you? like? Yes. Okay, do it. I mean, <laughs> you want to be starting something, got to be starting something. You want to be starting something, got to be starting something. It's like... <laughs> Such a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, this like it couldn't be more of a ripoff. And you know what? There's more to come with Lionel Richie ganging stuff. Oh God, yes. Uh, but that's that's my one thought when I heard this song is that like you when when people make the comparisons between this album and Thriller, I mean, you could go with like the real obvious stuff where it's like, oh, they're both you know male black musicians that left yeah. groups and went solo. But yeah. this dude totally ganked. <laughs> Stuff for Michael Jackson, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Um, Motown trying to get some of that money back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's Can't Slow Down. It's not a bad track. No. It's a, it's a decent opener. But now we're going to get into the money. Yes, sir. All right, so this is all night long, open parenthesis, all night, close parenthesis. You know, completely unnecessary. <laughs> Keep in like, mind, it's though. Like, it's like, okay, so so the, the actual chorus is the title, and then you have to add the, like, fucking echo from the chorus in the title. Hey, man, dude worked for a month to come up with that hook. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> by the way, according to the Wiki, not to be confused with all day and all of the night... <laughs> How would, how would you confuse that? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so, uh, taken from his second solo album, Can't Slow Down combined Richie's soulful Commodore style with Caribbean influences. The new more dance music pop-inspired approach proved popular as the single reached number one on three Billboard charts, the pop, R&B, and adult contemporary. Yes. Providing backing vocals on this... Richard Marks. <laughs> wow, that's, that's not shocking. <laughs> in the UK, the song was kept off of the top spot by Billy Joel's Uptown Girl, so it peaked on num at number two in the UK. This is a far better song. Uh, the song lyrics were written primarily in English, but Richie has admitted in at least one press interview that, and this is in uh, yes. air quotes, African lyrics in the song, such as Tomboli de Se de Moya, and Jumbo Jumbo were in fact made up gibberish of his own <laughs> invention. <laughs> Got Billy Madison to write him some fucking words. <laughs> Richie has described these portions of the song as a wonderful joke written when he discovered that he lacked the time to hire a translator to contribute the foreign language lyrics he wished to include in the song. I would also uh, say that he he uh, he he described that he wrote them after he heard "Want to Be Starting Something." <laughs> Now, you know, we saved the reviews for last. I've already read one, but I have to read another one. Okay. Robert Criscow. Yes. The Village yes. Voice gave the album Can't Slow Down a grade of a B plus. Yeah, the Wiki says it's a good rating. It's actually not from Criscow, but well, anyway. Well, it's actually not too bad or right up here. Are you ready for no. this? 
Yes. Given Richie's well-established appeal to white people, this surprisingly solid album bids fair to turn into a mini thriller. And good for him. It's a real advance. In the years since he became a ballad writer, he's learned how to sing them. Hello is nowhere <laughs> near as magical as easy with the grain of Richie's delivery giving uh, gives you something to sink your ears into. And while the Commodore's funk often sounded a little forced, his <laughs> jumpy international dance pop comes to him naturally, even when he's putting on that stupid West Indian accent. <laughs> yes! Ah, uh, the best. He had that accent in that interview at the start. I know he did! <laughs> so weird. Again, dudes from Alabama, everybody. Yep. Oh, here's the gibberish. Uh, Richie performed this song at the closing ceremonies of the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. That's right. Uh, the song. Oh, actually, that reminds me. I got a story, and it's in audio. Let me find it. Oh, yes, please. Oh, do I have it? Oh, no, I don't have it. Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. All right, well, I'll read it then. Uh, okay. The song became an anthem for the Iraqi people during the 2003 invasion. <laughs> Yes. Richie told Q Magazine in July of 2009, Recently I met the commander of the 190 Brigade. He said his troops put speakers on their Humvees and played dancing on the ceiling, and they arrived in, in Baghdad to hear all night long. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. uh, he says in the audio, and then they have one of the soldiers on to kind of confirm the story, uh -huh. that... The citizens of Baghdad played all night long on all of the speakers to kind of show that, hey, like, we're friendly. That's so great. And so the troops coming in played dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> and they all, well, here, you know, actually on the Wiccai. Yep. Uh, <coughs> they talk, they touch a little bit on that uh, later down in, in, in the entry for, for Lionel Richie. And they talk about. Uh, the the John Berman of the ABC News reported in, tw tw in 2006 that grown Iraqi men get misty-eyed by the mere mention of his name. Yes, he's a. I love Lionel Richie. They say he's apparently a big deal in Iraq. So great. That's, that's fucking great. Uh, Richie was met, and this is from Song Facts. Richie was met with incredulity, incre uh, incredulity when he revealed that he was releasing this Calypso. Calypso. <laughs> flavored song he told entertainment weekly in 2014 even my own record company said to me are you out of your mind and i said <laughs> guys i've traveled the world this is the rhythm that the whole world dances to on vacation <laughs> so, well listen you're in a, you're not all inclusive <laughs> yeah, that's true right oh absolutely uh, again it is it is white people music uh, but before we move on to the next song, I know we've talked about this for a while, but what do they have to say over at Song Meanings? Oh, please, tell well, us. I've only got one comment. King of Pop, Rock, and Soul says, Woo. Awesome song. OMG, I was born too late. Uh, smiley, no, sorry, sad face. Uh, I want to be born in the 80s, the best music, the best era, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. <laughs> okay. Uh, then well, Stevie uh, a little bit, Ray Charles not really. Uh, Cindy Lyleper, <laughs> S uh, sorry C I N D I L Y A L L P U R. <laughs> yes. I can't believe I missed it all. Sigh. I love them now, and my friends think I'm a freak, but that has never stopped me before. So, and then all caps. I'm all for way too young '80s maniacs. Woohoo! LOL. <laughs> So, Honestly, if you were born sometime in the 80s, you probably would have missed it anyway. 
Yeah, exactly. You'd be too young. You have to be born in the seventies, my friend. <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's uh, quite a bit on all night long, but it's a big, it's a big tune, so obviously deserves. And, and the album version, six minutes. Oh, it goes. <laughs> it goes and it goes, but it, you know what? Tremendous song. I mean, you got to fill that record side up, right? It's only four tracks on each side. Exactly. All right, let's go to track three. All right. Oh, so tender. Uh, this is Penny Lover. <laughs> Worst name. Uh, it was the it's like a penny loafer. <laughs> it was like, the that's got to be the play on words, right? God. Uh, this is the fifth and final single released on September 30th, 1984. Yeah. The song was written by Richie and his then wife Brenda Harvey Richie. As with the other singles taken from Can't Slow Down, it was a top 10 hit, spending two weeks at number eight in December of 1984. And it reached number eight on the Billboard R&B chart, while on the Billboard Adult Contempt chart, it logged four weeks at number one. Yes. Uh, in Canada, it came out at number 12. So not as hot on this in Canada. So um, are you going to expand any on Lionel Richie and his wife? Uh, I am not, but you can. Can I? So they released that. They co-write this song for this album, released in '83. Yeah. It's released as a single in '84. By 1986, uh, Lionel Richie uh, began a relationship with another woman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In 1988, his wife would discover Richie and this other woman together in a Beverly Hills hotel room. Nice. When she snuck in, claiming to be room service. <laughs> Later in 1988, uh, his ex-wife. Uh, his to-be ex-wife would be arrested and charged with corporal injury to a spouse, resisting arrest, trespassing, vandalism, battery, and disturbing the peace after she found Lionel Richie at his girlfriend's Beverly Hills apartment. <laughs> they would divorce in 1993 after 18 years of marriage. Well then! And he would marry the, um, the other woman in 1995. Damn! And then get divorced by 2003 again. <laughs> Ah, so thank you. Penny Lover. I can't believe I missed that I'm one. I <laughs> very much appreciate that that uh, that you caught that because I would be very sad to miss <laughs> such great information. <laughs> uh, this is what they have to share though forever, right? Penny Lover, those Penny Lover royalties. Absolutely. Um, something I missed with um, All Night Long, and I'm going to do it for this song too. Uh, okay. There is a uh, article that was written in the Telegraph. Uh, this was in 2015 by Ed Power. Lionel Richie, his 20 best songs. Oh. <laughs> How? <laughs> Number two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Number two was All Night Long. Yes. Uh, I won't read what he said there because we've said enough about that song. Yep. Penny Lover, he said, was song number 10. Okay. He says, co-written by Richie and his then wife, Brenda Harvey Richie. This was the fifth hit single, so we already know that. It is a quintessentially syrupy Richie ballad with swooning lyrics and a glossy arrangement, at the time regarded as an attempt by Richie to attract a mainstream, i.e. white, audience. <laughs> the video is noteworthy for a steamy sequence in which Richie snogs his love interest with his shirt three-quarters removed. So there nice. you go. That's, uh, that's some Penny Lover. Um, 
song facts. In this romantic ballad, Richie reminisces about how he met his lover and hopes that she'll never leave him. The music video, <laughs> uh, again, we talked about the music video. Um, and uh, do I have any song meanings? I do not have any song meanings for this one. So that's it for uh, Penny Lover. Thoroughly forgettable song. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but this next one. Yes. Not at all forgettable. Here we go. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. So awesome. I just saw I just saw the cover of the single. I've I've got notes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stuck Jesus. On you. Stuck on this you. is the weirdest That's fucking thing that I think so we've covered. So weird. Guess I'm like what's weird about it? So everybody, this is stuck on you. Yes. Um, which is treated largely as a country song. I know. The Wicke calls it country pop, and it's like it would be one thing if the dude made a country album, mm. but it's like, oh, I'm going to make this album with like this Calypso opener, a couple of yeah. love songs, uh, some, some like kind of soulful, like, um, I don't know. Like there's some songs with some like soulful urgency to them is probably the best yeah. way to put it. And then this fucking country song. I'll tell you something. This dude fucking hustled and he really rustled up the 20 million sales. I know. Uh, so this is the fourth single released on May 1st, 1984. It achieved yep. chart success, particularly in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, it peaked at number three and number 12. So number three in the U.S., number 12 in the U.K. Yeah. Uh, the song differs from Richie's other compositions as it displays a country pop influence. As such, the single's cover photo shows Richie wearing a cowboy hat. Ridiculous. Now, li listen to this. Does that remind you of anything? How about yes, this? Yes, it does. What How... the fuck is it? Here we go. Yes! <laughs> so I heard that that guitar and I was like, I, I wrote in like Lionel Richie ripped off songs, you know, to see what else we'd find. Mm -hmm. And on whosampled.com, they actually have that he sampled Wonderful Tonight by uh, Eric Clapton. Wow. So there you go. As a sample. As a sample. So uh, for Stuck on You. You know, I think... Uh, let me just see here quickly. Uh, just a quick look. Well, you can keep talking about whatever. I'm, I'm just going to take a quick little... While you're looking, I just... I, I don't think I've said enough about this fucking album cover. So... Yeah. He's got this cowboy hat on. He's got <laughs> the whole, like, his, his... You know, his fingers on the brim. All like he's tipping it at you. Wearing like this, like howdy, howdy. <laughs> howdy. I'm Lionel, like <laughs> big ass fucking belt buckle. Yeah, like just ridiculous album cover. Uh, anyways, uh, it reached number one on the adult contemporary charts, and uh, again, according to the Wiki, the song marks Lionel Richie's country music debut. <laughs> uh, so great. From the Telegraph article, they noted that this was in, on their list number seventeen. An early foray into country music stuck on you pairs the singer's husky warby with twanging guitars and minimalist arrangements. Thankfully, it is more low-key than the sleeve shot of Richie in a blinding checkered shirt and Stetson hat straight out of Roy Rogers. 
Oh my gosh. You know, I'm looking at the Discogs entry and all the credits, and there's nothing to suggest that's a straight-up sample. I don't think it's a sample, but I think it was just so blatant that okay. it had to be acknowledged. I just had to check, because it's like... Yeah, I, I, I know who sampled sometimes plays it a little loose. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, with the sample, instead of and sometimes just like saying, you know, that it was inspired. Uh, let's go over to songmeanings.com. Uh, yes. User Oasisness says, mm. What's with me in the 80s? Apparently, I do love cheese. I do, I do. Seriously, this is a great gosh darn song. It's just <laughs> heartfelt and sweet. This person was a real jerk and realizes how much they actually love someone and feels lucky they waited for them. All right. Uh, the love cheese, just like you, loving cheese and rebel. <laughs> so inside. <laughs> the thorn bird said, this is one line per sentence. I love Lionel Richie. I'm mm -hmm. surprised how few people have commented on his songs. Okay. They're so beautiful. I guess they're pretty obvious and don't require that much interpretations or deciphering, but, oh well, I love Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. That's uh, stuck on you. So good. And just like that, we're flipping the record over. We sure are, buddy. Here we go. All right, so this is Love Will Find A Way with a very, like, very 80s-sounding oh, yes. uh, background, or, like, background noise here. The yeah. bass line? Oh, yes, absolutely. The synth? Oh. Um, here's what I wrote in my notes. I have nothing on this song. It's track five, and it clocks in at six minutes and 16 seconds. <laughs> uh, but then I found something. Richie co-wrote this song with Greg Fillingaines, who is a prolific session musician who has played with Michael Jackson, Toto, Earth, Wind & Fire, Eric Clapton, and Stevie Wonder. So that dude may have given him that Clapton uh, sample. You a veritable know. who's who of uh, most people who went like got totally weird and like poppy in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's all I got. Um, this song isn't too bad. Like I don't know if we're going to no. talk about it long enough to get to the chorus. But Oh, here we go. Richard Marks back on back Oh, big time. Three different, uh, they had like four different people who worked on fucking synth programming in this song. I know, right? Wow. Uh, I think that's all I got. So shall we go the to the next? The amount of people that work on these songs when you look at the credits is crazy. Oh, I know. I mean, if you go, go to the uh, Wiki site for Can't Slow Down. And yeah. just look under the personnel, which are listed in the album's liner notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like. So many people. There's there's at least 70 people on this list. Yeah. And like some things, it's like uh, one dude played drums on track seven. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Just, yeah. Just like, can't you just get a, like a band together? Like a session band? Yeah. No, just bring in a bunch of people. But that's what happened, right? These big budget albums. So. Anyways, anyways, love will, find a love will find a way. Let's go to uh, track six. <laughs> so 80s. Oh, Jesus. So I don't have a heck of a lot on this one either. This is the only one. Track six clocks in at four minutes and 21 seconds. 
Let's talk about David Foster. Yes, please. Lionel Richie you- co-wrote this with David Foster, who is a Canadian musician, record producer, composer, songwriter, and arranger. Get this. He has been producer for musicians including Shaka Khan... Shaka Khan, Alice Cooper, Christina Aguilera, Tony Braxton, Michael Bublé, Chicago, Natalie, Cole, Celine Dion, Kenny G, Whitney Houston, Jennifer Lopez, Kenny Rogers, Seal, Rod Stewart, Donna Summer, Olivia Newton, John Madonna, Michael Jackson, Peter Cetera, Barbara Streisand. Wow. Uh, he has won 16 Grammy Awards from 47 nominations and was the chairman of Verve Records from 2012 to 2016. So go Canada. David Foster, a soft rock legend. Oh, I know. Like. <laughs> Again, like, just so many, like, collaborative efforts on this album. Like, five, yeah. of the, five of the songs are co-written. Yeah. And again, it's just like, you know, we don't have enough on this album. Let's bring in David Foster for a track that we'll never release as a single and bury on the B-side. <laughs> Right? Like, the dude wouldn't have come for free. Nope. But uh, that's how it works. Absolutely. All right. Not a bad track. Not a bad track at all. Uh, All right. Now we're going to get back into the goodness. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Oh, love it. All right, so oh, I love this too. So good. All right, so this is Running With The Night. Yep. Uh, it was, which single was it? The second single released in November of 1983. Uh, co-written with uh, songwriter Cynthia Wheel and co-produced with James Anthony Carmichael. Mm-hmm. The electric guitar solo in Running In The Night, uh, Running With The Night, was played by Steve Lukather. Lukather? You know that name? Yeah, no, I don't know that. I don't recognize the name. He's from Toto. Ah, there we go. Uh, he sat down in the studio, and the engineer played the basic tracks of the song for him to hear for the first time, so he could play the part. As the music played, he jammed along with his instrument. I guess that would be his guitar. At the conclusion of the tune, he said to the engineer, "Okay, I'm ready for the take." The producer replied, "That was the take." <laughs> yes. Uh, singing background again, Richard Marks. Uh, this became another Billboard Top 10 song for Richie, peaking at number 7 in early 1984. It also reached the Top 10 on uh, the Adult Contemporary and R&B charts and reached number 9 on the UK Singles chart. And, most importantly, I think, most importantly, the song can be heard in the video game Grand Theft Auto Vice City Yes. on the in-game radio station Flash FM. All right. Uh, let's go to the Telegraph article that has this listed as the 14th greatest Lionel Richie song of all time. Okay. Here was undeniable proof that the king of mushy balladry could get his groove on when required. I mean, the dude <laughs> was in the... know that he could from yeah. the fact that he was in the Commodore. Exactly. <laughs> the second <laughs> single from Breakthrough Solo Record Can't Slow Down, Running With The Night, is a full-blooded funk excursion. I wouldn't go that far. No, not really. But here's the guitar solo. You're using the word funk real loose. Here's the guitar solo. Sounds like funk to me. 
<laughs> yeah, so funky. <laughs> I like this part, though. This is great. All right. Uh, from Song Facts. This song is a very urban vibe with Richie singing about an exciting and memorable night in the city with his lady love. The lyric is vague but poetic, leaving the listener to fill in the details. As the couple roams the boulevard wild and free, a key line comes after the title when we learn that they were playing in the shadows, enjoying everything a city night has to offer until the sun comes up. Uh, All right. You're going to like this. For the first time maybe ever on this podcast, Running with the Night had a very ambitious video. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Directed by Bob Giraldi. It finds Richie crashing a wedding and livening up the party with a group dance number, which was all the rage in videos at the time. Richie <laughs> is not known for his dancing, but he executes some basic choreography in the clip. <laughs> nice. Uh, from songmeanings.com, Coasterman72 says, This is my favorite Lionel Richie song. That bass line, just magic. <laughs> I think it's about two people out on a date that's so hot, the inevitable happens. Oh, disgusting. Humpin'. <laughs> Bangin', son. Hardcore city. Uh, that's about all I got on this one. Any thoughts? Um, it's uh, fairly pedestrian, but I, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, 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 at first, like, it's grown on me. I never used yeah. to like the song, and then in listening to it more extensively for the past couple of weeks, I'm like, you know what? Not bad. I'll take it. So you're kind of thinking, like, it's not the best song. It's not the best music. It's just the best fucking song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. Hey, wrestling references. Woo. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Let's go to the final track and a, and a big heavy hitter. Oh, yes. Uh, we have an Instagram account. I post a photo of the artist who we're going to be covering about a day or two before the podcast is released. Indeed. And on this week's post with Lionel Richie, I wrote, Hello, is it a podcast you're looking for? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo! Uh, tell him not on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is Hello, the third single from Can't Slow Down and the closing track. Released February 13th, 1984. Taken as the third single, uh, it reached number one on three Billboard music charts, the pop chart, the R&B chart, and the adult contemporary chart. It yes. also went to number one in the UK for six weeks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. Uh, the song later inspired a lawsuit by songwriter Mar Marjorie Hoffman White, who accused Richie of plagiarizing her composition... I'm not ready to go. Okay. I, I looked for this song. I can't find it anywhere. Uh, from UPI, July 4th, 1984. Uh, a Long Island singer, uh, songwriter, has filed a $1 million lawsuit against Lionel Richie. Uh, in the suit, she claims that she wrote the original song, I'm Not Ready to Go, in 1978. A musicologist concluded Richie completely incorporated Miss White's melody into wow. Hello. Uh, wow, but in the end, you know what? He wins. Well, the suit seeks to ban Richie from singing Hello, halt all production and distribution of recordings and sheet music, and provide Mrs. Wright with royalties. Oh, God, get those royalties. Of course, I'll, ultimately, that didn't happen. No, he wins. And again, looked all around for this, but I uh, I couldn't uh, couldn't find anything. So, 
Uh, the cover to this single is tremendous. Lionel Richie in in a uh, in a blouse and uh, and some serious uh, jean action with the with the Bret Hart pose. Oh, he's got the thumbs in the pockets. Yeah. <laughs> His and he's he's ready to do some work. He's got those uh, shirt sleeves rolled up. Absolutely. Uh, on the Telegraph article, this is listed as the sixth best Lionel Richie song. The yes. chorus refrain of Hello Is It Me You're Looking For is arguably the best-known line Richie has ever written. The song features a memorable guitar solo from famed session player Louis Shelton, Simon and Garfunkel, the Jackson 5, Neil Diamond. Fantastically <laughs> smoochy. <laughs> nice. Hello is beloved to this day and confirmed the singer as one of the great love writers of his era. Again, wrote plenty of love songs before this. Yes. Uh, let's keep going. Um, there was a music video for this. Oh, we have to talk about it. Well, let's let Lionel talk about it first. Oh, yes, please. I spent the entire music video trying to explain to Bob Giraldi one thing. First of all, his story was that the video is going to be shot with all these two people hugging and kissing through the whole movie. It's going to be great. He walks in and says, I'm going to make the girl blind. You're going to do what? I'm going to make the girl blind. Okay. Because I wanted Bob Giraldi, he is the ticket in terms of videos back in that time. If you want Bob Giraldi to do it, let him have his way. So we're now doing, she's going to be blind. And now I get to the set and the whole thing is built on the fact that she's now doing the, the bus. And I walk in and as soon as I see the bus, I'm going, oh my God, we got a problem. The bus does not look like me. So I'm now talking to Bob and we're doing setup number one. Bob, excuse me, I just saw the bus doesn't look like me. I, I know. Look, now it's time to do it. So now I'm looking at it. I'm standing next to him and said, Bob, doesn't look like me. He looked at me and said, she's blind. And I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Best story. Yes. So good. Um, so uh, the music video, I mean. It's creepy as fuck because he's, what, a teacher and she's a student? Yeah, so... Disgusting. I mean, I don't. I, I. There are plenty of articles about it, but if you if you see the video, yeah, he's. It's. I guess it's not a. It's not a high school, right? Like it's a university. Yeah. But yes, That's... Lionel Richie is clearly this professor, and he's infatuated with this blind student who he follows around. <laughs> she eventually makes the bust of his face. Oh, peeking around fucking corners. Oh, <laughs> just like stalking the shit out of her. But um, one of the one of the articles I I read was like, well, she did make the bust of his face though, so you could argue that she was like equally creepy back. That's true. Yes. So, uh, anyways, uh, when you think of Motown, this is from Song Facts. When you think of Motown, you probably think of Michael Jackson, Smokey Robinson, and the Temptations. But Lionel Richie was also one of their biggest stars. And hello was one of their biggest hits, especially in Britain. It was Motown's first ever UK million-selling single. Nice. Uh, also, apparently, based on uh, this note from Song Facts, if you ever encounter Richie, please resist the urge to say, hello, is it me you're looking for? The singer <laughs> says he hears the line constantly, not just on the phone, but pretty much anywhere he goes. You know what? I, I, I like the thought of his friends just trolling him. <laughs> All the time? All the time. He apparently um, was on the piano fucking around and said the line. And I forget who it must have been a producer or some collaborator was in the room and was like, all right, we'll finish that song. So yeah. that's that's how he claims he put it together. So 
There you go. There you go. Indecisive um, as always. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I said I didn't have anything on the video, but I have this quick, uh, quick note from Urban75.net um, mm-hmm. about the music video this person posted. Uh, and this is just some editor said. Uh, the song was promoted with a much derided video, which included dialogue. Lionel Richie plays a teacher, Mr. Reynolds. Mr. Reynolds! Who falls in love with a blind pottery student, Laura. When he looks at her in class, he finds that she has made the perfect clay model of his head. During the making of the video... Oh, this is the part where it talks about the... <laughs> yeah, about, what we just heard. He's, yeah. he's blind. Uh, the video was voted... The worst music video of all time in a poll of 8,000 music fans by UK TV music channel The Box. But Giraldi, who also directed Michael Jackson's Beat It, stands by it. He's quoted in the book I Want My MTV as saying, I came up with the idea of a blind girl and Lionel as a teacher. Hello is one of the top videos ever. (laughs) Which is true. And in the UK, they can shit shit on it all they want. They bought fucking a million copies of the song. Exactly. Um... I got one more song to play, but uh, before I play some of it, from songmeanings.com. Okay. There's a few people who made comments about this, but I'll just read the one from Zythi, who said, Okay. The Incubus cover is amazing. No. <laughs> no. Let me just scrub a little. Is there, a record? is there a DJ scratching a record? Oh, wait for a second. Is it me you're looking for? I can sit in your Apparently at the end of this, and, and like, they, they play a little loose with the lyrics and start talking about money. <laughs> what? Here, let's see. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for it. Uh, in the meantime... A Sig I Am 213 said, Paul Anka's cover on Rock Swings was so, was good too. Still, no one can beat Lionel Richie on a Lionel Richie song. Oh, do you think? Oh. Where's my money? <laughs> what? The fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Uh, user Robert Mark Bram said, This is indeed one of the saddest and most beautiful songs I have ever heard. And although I can appreciate the music video for being an innocent reflection of the story, I can't help but feel it's a naive reflection too. What we see is a teacher stalking the student, and in the end, she has made a bust in, for him in return, which seems like equal stalkerish behavior to me. So there you go. There you go. Uh, user, actually, I'll leave his name for last. Okay. Very strong emotions build up inside me whenever I hear this song. I was on a Ibiza one year. While my ex-girlfriend was away in Thailand, I missed her like crazy and couldn't get the thought of her cheating on me out of my head. (laughs) Turns out I was right, but anyway. For some reason, this song popped into my head, and I could sing it almost word for word after not having heard it for 10 years or so. Strange, but to make a long story longer, this song now has a special meaning to me because it helped me through that nightmare in my life and gave me hope. Okay. Your your nightmare of your trip to Ibiza. Yeah. Like, you weren't fucking trolling for Snatch on Ibiza. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is user Tyler2004Durden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyways, that's hello, and that's the end of the, uh, that's the, end of the album. All right. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, let's go quickly. I already read a couple of reviews. Not many to actually pick from on uh, hmm. online. Uh, but I did find a couple of uh, somewhat negative reviews at Amazon.com. Okay. These are three-star reviews. There wasn't much gold in the uh, one and two stars. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This person, uh, user Cats Forever, <laughs> yes, says, Lionel Richie's best album has a lot of very catchy tunes with empty lyrics full of cliches that do little more than rhyme. You don't have to think to listen to this. It's not, un it's not untrue. Uh, user Charles M. said, it's okay. I bought it for two songs, Love Will Find a Way and Hello. A third song, Penny Lover, was a bonus. The rest of the songs are garbage. <laughs> and yes. I thought, like Charles M., it's 2016. Just get the digital songs that you like. Exactly. Uh, the third person is just talking about the noisy right channel in the album. So that's all they have to say. And uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's it for the reviews that, uh, that I have to find. Um, okay. And honestly, I looked up tour information, and it's uh, there's not a lot of information about you know the name of the tour, how much they made. Uh, I can say though, he did tour in '83 and '84, not nearly mm. as extensively as you would have expected. Probably about sixty to seventy dates. Okay, which you would think for a dude that sold that many albums, you should be doing like, you know, you should be on the road for at least a, a year and a bit doing two hundred shows, right? Agreed. But, you know, and, and we know, like, we were very young when this album came out, but you knew that Lionel Richie was a big deal at the time. So I'm surprised yes. that it wasn't bigger. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, who knows, right? Yeah, that's all we got to say. So, so much insight on the tour from Albums Are Dead. Yeah, no, thank you. You're welcome, folks. It's like, I don't know. Was, I don't I, know. I should have been bigger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, Can't Slow Down. We're done in a tight hour. Perfect. Well done. Good, good stuff. Good, uh, good background, and uh, thank you for the Incubus song. That was <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts on this album? Uh, you know, you, you go, you go back to. I, I hate to um, to harp on, you know, other artists at the time who released way better stuff. It, it, Purple Rain lost to this. I, mean, I know. It's, just, it's like night and fucking day. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Uh, this has a few monster hits, and they're good songs. Um, overall, it's fine. It's it's a decent listen. It's too long. The songs are too long. <laughs> um, this al this album should be a tight twenty seven minutes. It's not. Or well, either uh, either that or a forty minute album with like two more tracks, right? Yeah, but come on, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, not you know what? Get the singles. I don't I don't highly recommend it in any way. Um, but you could st to stream it. Why not? That's, yeah. that's my final thought. I would agree. Uh, absolutely. Stream this album, you know, once or twice. If you're going to grab songs, my recommendations, I mean, you know the singles, All Night Long. Yep. Um, I like Stuck On You, as corny as it is. It's fine. It's, it's, you know what? It was a hit, and, you know, it would be a welcome addition to your, to your if, you're, if you're a completist of 80s hit singles. Uh, I would grab Running With The Night, uh, personally. Yep. Um, the rest of it, again, don't don't you don't have to plunk any, any money down. Uh, but I will say before we close off the show, yeah, uh, and we'll we'll finish with a different Lionel Richie song. Um, before he put out his next album, Lionel Richie went back to writing, and he wrote one of your favorites. I know this. <laughs> Christ, 
this of course is We Are the World, which Richie co-wrote with uh, Michael Jackson. So again, dude is like one of the biggest artists in the world at the time. Yeah. Should have had a bigger tour. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, this song's dog shit. But anyway. <laughs> uh, what have we got lined up for next week? We are gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one of my one of my favorites um, of all time. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Jimi Hendrix experience with Electric Ladyland. I think it's going to be a, a, a fun show. So uh, make sure to tune in, folks. I've been listening to that album. You've got a lot of work to do, my friend. So many tracks. Oh, it, it really, it really is a monster. Uh, but I mean, listen, it's got, it's got a few absolute classics. It's going to be fun. All right. So uh, with all that being said, I am Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I'm at Megamix.com on Twitter. We'll uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll, 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 well, we won't see you. You'll hear us next week, folks. <laughs> Good night. Soon make a change. We all a part of God's great big family. And the truth, you know, love is all we need.